Is this couch like in the background? <laughs> One with other What's up, everybody? This is Society of Kingdom Minds, and I am hosting this circus of amazing Kingdom Minds. I am so blessed to be here. It is Friday, as we do every week. Uh, as you know, this is an inside look at creating one of the most amazing, world-changing, life-changing, kingdom-changing courses on the planet with the one, the only, Dr. Guy Henry, <laughs> Pastor Carlos, Dr. Ruth. What's up, everybody? How you guys doing? Hi, how are you guys? Doing great, thank you. Blessings okay, all around. Energy, energy, energy! Yeah, bring it! <laughs> Got my energy. What's up, Patrick? Good to see you guys. Uh, welcome <laughs> to Kingdom uh, Society of Kingdom Minds. We actually have more people joining us from all over the world today. We have somebody in Australia joining us later. We have somebody in uh, England. Uh, who knows who else will pop on, but welcome. Dr. Henry, where are you at? Are you back in the States now? I am back in the States again, already missing my people in Honduras. We had a meeting earlier on Zoom. Wasn't the same as live, but I am back in the States. Welcome back. Do Pastor Carlos, where are you at? Uh, I'm, I'm just doing good. Uh, uh, we are in California, and uh, we are serving in, a, in a southern in Southern California. Uh, our city is uh, a small city, uh, belongs to the San Bernardino County. Uh, uh, still with the uh, limitation about uh, meeting uh, in buildings, but uh, we have uh, a big opportunity at this time with this uh, pandemic uh, to reach more people uh, online. So uh, we're, we're still uh, working and uh, working uh, better than before. Amen to that. Dr. Ruth, where are you coming from? Of course, the Republic of Texas. Woo! Boomer Sooner. And our lovely friend Caroline here. Caroline, where are you at right now? I am joining you live from Manchester, United Kingdom. Wow. This is awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So blessed to see you guys. Um, I am so pumped about today's broadcast. We've got, I mean, broadcast, I don't really know what to call this because it's just been, every week has been a bigger blessing and had a bigger impact on my life. Everything that I'm learning here, I'm applying to my life and, and I'm seeing growth and I'm just so grateful for each and every one of you for taking the time out to do this because I know that we have a, an end game here, which will spawn off a lot of other opportunities, but in the end, I'm grateful for this because I've been able to take so much away from it every week. The podcast audience, the TV audience, the social media audience, they're all eating it up and just really grateful for this as well. So I appreciate each and every one of you guys being here. Amen. It's good being so, here. Dr. Henry, this is your show, brother. So you want to get us started? We're on, for a new, we're on to a new subject today, right? Um, no, we're finishing our final um, coverage, if you will, of mission mentoring. Um, <clears throat> I mean, we've we've got to move forward. We're obviously yeah. we've covered a lot. We can't cover it all. This is you know this is obviously <laughs> a a overview so that we can lead up to the to the real show, as it were. I want to open with a statement, if you allow me, and then just kind of set up our subject today because while it's not directly involved with mission or mentoring. To me, it's it's a connector, and it's going to connect what we've been discussing with what we're going to be discussing. And I think it's it has been in my life a huge um, life changer. And we're going to be talking about self awareness. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but before we get into that, I'm, I'm practicing a little bit of a statement I'm working on just to try to tie all this together. 
it's not exactly an elevator pitch, as they say, you know, um, but it is my passion to, to help leaders discover how they can be a progressive and creative thinker. Um, thinker, do you like that English, Spanglish? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're going to create new words on here, especially with me. <laughs> um, a creative thinker, a transformational leader, one who can create a multi-generational kingdom culture influence by aligning your life to a mission purpose. And I know that that's, you know, that's kind of pretty much everybody that's on this round table. I know that still fits in their passion. That's why we're here. I mean, that's why we've connected. So um, this course is, you know, being created through, you know, you know all these calls. And <clears throat> I believe it, it, for me, this has already been and is going to be one of the greatest endeavors I've ever been involved in. I mean, I've, I, given everything, you know, the Lord has allowed me to be part of. I see this as part of a transition in my life that's going to allow me to really be a part of, of something that's been bigger than anything I've been so far. I mean, I just see that potential. So when, you know, Joshua starts with a world changing, the potential is there because it's the word of God, it's kingdom principles. Um, you know, it's nothing that myself or, or any of us have really created. It's just that we've taken our experiences and putting them down on a, on, in a format that we can train other people and duplicate it. And once we get this thing duplicating others, it's, it's going to, it's just going to really be a, you know, a life-changing uh, program course. You know, I don't know what we're going to call it, you know, but certainly an opportunity. So um, again, we're going to um, be moving out of this and into what I call um, teamwork or teamwork in covenant. That's what's going to be the key um, underlying factor with regards to teamwork. Because I know the word teamwork is nothing new to anyone, but um, doing teamwork with a covenant mentality is going to be an ingredient that I think is going to, you know, really add some things to our discussion. Um, Absolutely. In the basis of getting kicked off today, I believe that, you know, and I believe everyone will agree, God has chosen to work through human beings. Um, and so because of that, we need self-awareness. We need to understand what self-awareness is, how that enters into our mission. Um, you know, we can't get new results with old behaviors. Mm. And with that in mind, the key is self-awareness. And we're going to talk about self-awareness, um, you know, the difference between that and self-conscious. Um, a huge, huge difference. I want to jump in real quick. Of you said old behaviors, old behaviors do not produce new results. Is that what you were saying? <clears throat> yeah, in essence. Okay, so to, to that point, one of the most frustrating things in my journey, because we all know that we cannot, we can't do this alone, hence why we are doing this together. But that speaking to the old behaviors, for the longest time, I could not figure out why everyone that came in my path was the wrong relationship for me. But in other words, they weren't the right partner, but I would go down these journeys because it seemed like a great idea, whether it was an opportunity to host a show or a job offer. Like I was always grasping at whatever came to me with no discernment, but a lot of, and I, I was so frustrated because every relationship ended up being some type of, it was a dead end, it was toxic, or it wasn't the right pairing for me and I didn't understand why. What I, the root of that was, that my certain behaviors had not changed yet. Therefore, my discernment was not as strong as it should have been. Therefore, I wasn't being who I was supposed to be to attract the people that I needed to fulfill the mission that God has set me on. So I love that you said that. So I just wanted to interject that, real po that point real quick. Well, something you just said is very key, that you attract. You were attracting them because it all be, I mean, because that was our behavior, but we cannot mm -hmm. change our behavior until we, have an awareness of self. Once we know and we are asking ourselves, why am I doing that? Why do I respond that way? And we dig that out, then we can change that. Our behavior changes, so does the people, events, and circumstances in our life change because we attract them. Our self-awareness self will cause us to attract that which we desire within our life. Amen. 
You know, Dr. Henry, there's something called CBT. It's cognitive behavioral therapy. So that's the psychological term. And it's talking about identifying what's going on in the, the cognition or the mind in order to correct behaviors or see the behaviors that are attached to those mental processes. Um, the Bible says that you would let the mind of Christ be in you that's also in him. So if you free your mind, the rest will follow. A lot of times people are acting out certain ways based on what they believe about themselves and the world around them. And once you get down to the root, which is the thinking or the thought processes, whether it came through nurture or how they were brought up, taught by those that, that reared them or whether it was um, nature passed on as in maybe something happened to them physically that caused some brain damage, whatever it was, it's the, th the thought processes that shapes the behavior. So that goes to the self-awareness. How am I thinking? If we change the thoughts, then the behaviors will change. Thus, the cognitive behavioral therapy or the understanding of what the root cause is, what's, what's causing what I'm doing. Uh, that's well said. Yeah, Pastor Carl North Caroline, do you guys have anything to add to that? Uh-oh. You're on mute, sister. <laughs> your mouth is moving, but nothing is Here. coming out. You need to unmute your mic. I realized I was... <laughs> I was so focused on what was going on and listening and taking notes that I forgot I was muted. To add to what you have also said is that with self-awareness, one of the most important thing also is to have an internal standard or a value system. Once you are aware of these behaviors, as um, Dr. Ruth said, then you need to have an internal value standard that says this I can tolerate and this I cannot tolerate. This I can take and this I cannot take. And just to take us back to what uh, Joshua said, sometimes we attract the same types of people over and over again who may not be great or good for us because of our behaviors. And that is because we have not identified an internal value standard through which we can objectively evaluate ourselves and manage the behaviors or the emotions or whatever it is that's going on around us. So while it is great for us to say, yes, I want to think positive, yes, I want to do this, but there are values that we need to say, if someone comes into my life, and they present themselves in a certain way, it is a no, no, non-negotiable kind of behavior. I will not tolerate that. And I mm -hmm. have to say goodbye and love them, but let them go. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's right. That's Amen. Pastor Carlo. <clears throat> I'm listening. That's, I, I don't have a <laughs> opinion about it. I'm taking note, trying to understand. Yeah. Many of these things are new for me. Uh, so the concepts and uh, it's really, uh, it's, uh, I'm learning already. Uh, so uh, I'm going to pass some uh, opinion. He's going to let us stick our foot in our and mouth I, and then he'll fix it. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It's, 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 not, clear. it's not fully clear for me. I, I, it's, it's kind of uh, uh, hard to uh, add something uh, valuable. I wanted to bridge a gap here too. And let me just say this real quick. When you're thinking about self-awareness and how you think, you have to also consider that what you are putting out, there are spirits also being attracted. So here comes the spiritual side of there are spirits being attracted. So you have like spirits coming together and it has a different name, different face, different uh, place, but it's the same spirit. Mm -hmm. You attract what you are putting out. So it's, it's like a, a woman who keeps attracting uh, an abusive husband. 
or an abusive spouse or an abusive boyfriend or whatever. She has a spirit of abuse that's following her and she may present herself a totally different way. She, uh, a nice gentleman or so she perceives a nice gentleman may approach her and he may quote unquote on the outside have it all together. But if she has not prayed and that thing has not been broken off of her, she finds out later in the relationship, something happens, he goes off, he hits her. But he was a nice guy. You never broke the spirit or the thing that was upon you that you may not have known because of a lack of knowledge, which causes people to perish. That lack of knowledge that, hey, I have a spirit of abuse that is that is being released out of my being. So that's where the self-awareness comes in. That's why where discernment comes in and having an understanding of what's operating in your life and being able to then find what you need either through the word of God or, or a teacher, a mentor to help see what's going on and help you get past that so that not only if something steps to you, because see some people can make their mouth say anything. I said this in my podcast this week. You can make <laughs> your mouth say anything. You can look like anything, but the Holy Spirit is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So he knows what's going on in that person. And he's able to tell you, uh -uh. <clears throat> it's the same person. Leave him alone. Different face. Same person. Uh -huh. Yeah. So this is something else that goes into the self-awareness and why you need to have a, a Holy Ghost filled mentor. Excuse me. I had to go to the church. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the the... I don't know what another word, so don't take it wrong. The problem with your spontaneity, Dr. Ruth, and again, problem is not the right word, is you always get to the end of this thing before I can get there. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we'll like probably, mine. We're probably going to bring this up or some, you know, something, some facsimile. Sorry, my, I'm still in Spanglish mode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Carlos understands, you know. Good like for the, me. <laughs> the, split, the split mind. Um, maybe I just need to say it in Spanish and let him translate it in, in English. But, you know, I, we'll probably come around with some of these things that will be very similar. But I want to build to that, okay? Will you let me let, let, us, <laughs> let us build to that? <laughs> Sorry. May, may, may yeah. I ask, well, may I ask Dr. <laughs> Dr. Ruth, may yes, I ask you to move a little bit higher because I can uh, I can only see half of your face. Oh, yeah, I'm so sorry. That's better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe higher again, a little it, bit higher. It went back, yeah. Yeah. Is that better? Yeah. Now we you can want see your face. Yeah. You want to see so your whole beautiful face, not just your eyes. <laughs> 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 it's like Hollywood squares right now. <laughs> oh my goodness! I didn't. How, where did that come from? <laughs> okay, you know, here we go. Let me start with a couple of statements so that we can we can have a basis to to have our next conversation. Um, self awareness is a gift that we've all been given, but too often been dismissed as too complicated, or we deem it unnecessary to really know about. Generally speaking. Hmm. I'm not talking about the people here necessarily, but a lot of people that I've talked to recently, and you'd be surprised who has fallen into this, had no idea what self-awareness even was, much less how to really apply it. They just sound, it sounded very psychological or something that was, you know, beyond their reasonable understanding. But that was, and I'm talking pastors, successful, you know, I've been working on this and trying this out. So it's really brought to my attention Something that is very important that I think is very important about becoming self-aware is it is this: ask the stupid questions. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was because funny to me. Every, everyone oh thinks that their question is a stupid question, so they don't ask it. Mm. Everybody's like, "Well, no, I don't know if I should ask that because it, it seems like everybody else knows about it, so I don't ask." If we're going to become truly self-aware, we've got to ask the stupid questions. We just got to lay it out there. Um, you know, and the reason that many people shy away from asking the question is they're not sure if they are understanding or the answer probably is, is something called self-consciousness. Hmm. We are way too self-conscious, which is ultimately negative self-aware is the positive when we're self-conscious it's ego-based 
It's, it's, you know, comes from a, a, a pride. I don't want somebody to think different. I don't want somebody to think that I'm weird or that I don't fit in. That's self-consciousness. But when I'm self-aware, I know that I can learn it. I know that I can know, but I don't know. So therefore, I want to ask the questions. And, you know, there is no problem that does not have a suitable solution. And that solution is always found in within the circumstances that create the problem. I'm leading us to somewhere. I'll repeat Ooh. that. There is no problem that does not have a solution, but the solution is often found in the circumstances that created the problem. Every problem has a solution, but the solution is in the question. When you ask the right question, the problem itself will reveal the solution. I'm going to make two quotes, one by Steve oh, Jobs. No. It says, if you define the problem correctly, you almost have the solution already. Albert Einstein says, we cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. <laughs> Ironically, who is the creator of the majority of our problems? We are. Because we are the ones that have control over our life, what we allow in, what we allow ourselves to think. Thoughts, I'm going to challenge you, thoughts do not change anything. Thinking is what changes. Hmm. Thoughts can come in, but that is not a good thought. That's not the right thought. That's not the kind of person I need to be with, tying all this together. So I think about it, and as a man thinks, that is what he will become. Go ahead. Take it. I'm laughing because this morning, guess what I was reading in my quiet time? No I was reading about Elihu and Job. Okay. When, Elihu, when Elihu began to argue with Job's three older friends and Job telling him that God does not discipline you if you have not done anything and you're arguing with him asking him like he's a human being why he said all these things to you and everything that you argue with him about that's your problem in other words it's already what you're arguing about you already have the answer to first of all your problem is that you're thinking of god like he's a human being and like he's one of us and he's god he said your pro your, your answers are already in what you're saying which goes back to what you just said mm -hmm. you already have the answer which is what a coach does a coach points out what you already know and so it's like when jesus told the the, the uh sanhedrin council thou sayest well you already know that i'm the son of god mm -hmm. you just don't want to accept it you don't want to accept what you already know Put the mirror up. You know your hair is a mess. Put the mirror up. You know you need to put on a, a hat this morning. Sorry, Joshua. Hey. <laughs> that was just low. That was just low. I love Joshua. He's the voice. He's the voice. <laughs> but you already know. And sometimes we need someone to help us or to point out what we already know. We're running from the truth that we and already know. You see, I'm we sorry. always try to run from the problem. Mm. But the problem has the solution. Exactly. We've got to ask the right question. We can't run mm -hmm. from our problems. Mm -hmm. What's that saying? Wherever mm -hmm. you go, there you are. Mm -hmm. so Come on here. The problem's still there. Come on here. Ask the right question, and with the right question, the solution reveals itself. That's think about this. Think about all the bad relationships you've had in your life, and you give, and you or and you have, or you're, you have a friend that's in a bad spot in their relationship, and you're able to give them this brilliant advice, this amazing wisdom of what they should do to in the relationship. In other words, run for the hills or whatever it is. But then when you're faced with that same situation, how many times do you take your own advice? Almost never. Yeah. So yeah. to your point, yeah, we do know the answer. We mm -hmm. absolutely know. We're just afraid of it sometimes. Yeah, we don't want to ask the stupid questions. <laughs> Even if it's to ourselves. Well, yeah. mm -hmm. I agree. That's a good point.
to thine own self be true. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Have mercy. Oh, God. What? Everyone stopped? Come on, people. Okay. I know. Everyone's being timid <laughs> oh. today. What's going on? Caroline, are you okay? I'm I am not used to this. Okay. This, is, this, this stuff today is so deep. It is. It's so deep and it touches. It touches. <laughs> I hope that's deep in a good way. Deep in a very good way. You're heavy, man. You're heavy. I, I was I was thinking about the vaccine, and right now, um, I'm thinking about the vaccine that is created from the jam itself. Mm. So every vaccine that's created, let's talk about let's say COVID. Oh, it's so deep. That's being yes. It's being created from the jam itself. Every vaccine that we have taken, any, any, name it, measles, polio, whatever it is, every vaccine is created from the problem itself, That's from good. the jam itself. God good. already That's told good. us the medicine to <laughs> cure whatever it is is ailing you is from that which is ailing you. Oh. And Jesus Christ wow. himself came, made himself sin. So he can pay for sin. Mm -hmm. Come on, snap. It's time for the offering. <laughs> uh, can I pass the virtual bucket now? Wow. Please do. Wow, Wait, I love I, it. I, I, I need, I'm heading somewhere. So, so when we are looking for solutions to our own problems, and we go out seeking for gurus and people who seem to be doing very well, who have never walked our path, they've never experienced what we are experiencing. We pay a lot of money, especially entrepreneurs, to get solution from people who have no idea where you come from, have never been to your country, don't know anything about who you are, then you look for solution to your problems from those kinds of people and you fail, fail. You ask yourself the question, why is it that so-and-so is succeeding? We were in the same masterclass and everything. It could be that that which was provided at that time was based on truths or problems that that individual faced. And that's why that solution was suitable for that. Because I know every problem, as you said, no problem is without a solution. And the solution is found within the problem. Christians, wonderful people all over the world, believers, whoever you are, non-believers, whatever it is you are, whatever problem you have, the solution is found there. If it is people, the same people who caused you the problems are going to help you to find the solution. So we need to focus on where we are with the people that we have been given to find solutions to our own problems. Very good. Oh my gosh. That and this is this is why our testimonies are so powerful. This is why our secrets are the gift to the world. That is just so beautiful. Oh my yeah. gosh. Mm -hmm. Wow. Very good. Very good. Because everyone is in our life for a reason. <laughs> yeah. All these statements has has a beautiful truth and a, and a, it's a constructed something great uh, for this course. Wow, that just that's heavy, but in a good way. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So like the vaccine is in the germ, Jesus came to be sin to save us from sin. The mm. answer is in the problem. Mm -hmm. Very good. That's just been added to the course. <laughs> that is really and if good. you're lucky, I'll remember to give you credit for it. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. This is transcribed, and her name's attached to it, so it won't Amen. be hard. Amen. <laughs> and I, I've, to, I've told Dr. Henry 
that this is not just a course. I'm sorry. It's no way you can teach all of this in a course. It is no way. This this is a school. I said it privately. Privately, it's trans transcribed. I'm saying it openly. This is a school. Mm-hmm. Amen. This is a school, Dean Henry. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Doctor Dean Henry. Oh, Doctor Dean Guy Henry. <laughs> Ooh, I felt that. That's uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I felt something. <laughs> mm. Hallelujah. My God. My God. Woo. Amen. Uh-oh. Uh, let's let's keep moving forward before we okay. meditate on that too much. Okay. <laughs> 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 okay. Here's one that I've had to deal with, you know, at different stages of my life. A lack of self-awareness will always push us away with a relationship with ourself. Mm. If we don't know who we truly are, we will live someone else's version of our life. We must love ourselves despite what, you know, maybe much of the church has tried to teach us. And again, I'm, you know, I'm not anti-church. I'm just anti-religious. I'll repeat what we, we must love ourselves despite many times what the church has tried to teach us to put under the flesh, which does not mean to diminish our self-awareness, to put down the flesh deals more with the non-fruitful thinking and carnal desires than it does our body, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit and our self-worth whom Jesus died for. Mark 12, 30, 31. And you must love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all your mind, and all of your strength. And equally... Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. The Bible, Jesus is commanding us that the key to loving others is to love ourselves, And that is through self-awareness. I, I just talked about this yesterday or last night. I was on a podcast <laughs> and I was talking about all of these things that I thought were true about myself that I identified myself with how the process of learning to love myself revealed that a lot of these things that I thought were true just weren't. And when I started to choose to make loving decisions for myself, all of a sudden my perceptions completely changed. The things that I thought I wanted or needed in relationships changed. And as I started to love myself, I also, not on purpose, because I fought some of this stuff. I hung on to a lot of it with dear life, even after giving my life to the Lord. Because it was like I just was comfortable in a certain way of being. But through loving myself, I was like, wait a second. I don't, th- no, I don't want that. I don't need that anymore. Like, I, that's not who I am. And it changed everything. And it didn't, and I, and all of a sudden now I'm lining up with, you know, the, 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 the word of God. But I didn't do it on purpose. It happened from loving myself. And it was, a, it was just a mind, it's been a mind-blowing experience. These things that I just were certain that's who I was. And it changed with loving myself. There, and then also, in turn, now I'm able to love other people. Now I'm able to have empathy. I'm, I'm learning it. I'm not great at it yet, but it's getting better. Yeah. It's been an amazing thing. So you're, to your point, Dr. Henry, loving yourself is a very powerful, powerful thing. It is. It is. And we sometimes have accepted things that are not true about ourselves. Mm-hmm. I'm insecure or I'm shy or I'm mentally ill. That, yeah. When, when in God's kingdom and in his word and in his promises, we are all of these things that he says we are. Mm. And the only way we can accept who he says we are is we have to love ourselves because God is love. Amen. It's awfully you know, quiet. Isn't it? You know, the interesting thing, when when you first brought up the subject, I pulled up the scripture uh, to love your neighbor as yourself. And that's, um, of course, found in Mark 12, 30 through 31 and Matthew 22. But it's also Leviticus 19 and 18. So mm-hmm. the Lord is emphasizing it. One of the things that 
like with I do person what I do personally in, in his image consulting firm is you uncover, discover, and recover your God-given identity and reason for living. Mm. And here's the deal. There's so many people that are out in this world performing things that somebody else wanted them to do. Mm. And they yeah. they hate themselves, they hate their lives. This is why you have the Robin Williams. He had it all. So so the world thought. But he was miserable because maybe that's not what he really wanted to do with his life. Maybe that wasn't his actual God-given call. Maybe he had come to a pivot in his a pivotal point in his life and he didn't know what to do next because I'm a funny man. That's all I have to do in this life. I'm a funny man. Not not knowing that maybe that wasn't all that he had to offer this world. Maybe that was not his only, or maybe it wasn't his purpose at all. You know, and a lot of times the reason why you have so much so much killing and, and things going on because people don't love themselves so they can't love anybody else. And before all of that, God is love. So you have to know God in order to actually love, to love yourself, to know who you are. We were created in his image and likeness, so Genesis tells us. And if you don't understand what his image and likeness is, then you can't appreciate yourself. You can't love yourself. You can't love your neighbor. What am I saying with that? What I'm saying with this is, is uh, here is with the, what am I saying? What I'm saying <laughs> here, I'm trying to get my words correct. What I'm saying here is a lot of times the reason why people have such negative viewpoints of themselves is because they're basing it upon what someone else told them they were. Like you said, Joshua, mm -hmm. uh, with the mental illness and not just that I'm different, that maybe something happened to me and I was unique. traumatized, traumatized, unique. And, and this trauma created this person <laughs> here, but that's not who I really am. Outside of that trauma, God, who am I? And you have to get in touch with who God is in order to understand who he created you to be. Like I mentioned early on that I hated my name because I didn't understand what it meant. And because other people tease me about it. Dr. Well, Ruth? Once I, yes, Ruth. Once I found out what my name meant, then I took on a whole new mindset and I began to discover me. I began to discover the unique extraordinary me each person was created for a purpose a uniqueness and an extraordinary uh, uh position in life and when you understand that then you can develop and find out answers to your own problems and find out solutions because now you understand that the role god has for you may not be what he has for someone else and now i can understand my path and go down that path and not become someone else or a version mm -hmm. of me that god never designed me to be amen amen very good carlos it caroline good. it is good it is good thank you i'm not copying uh like uh, dr uh, guy henry said but i'm taking notes <laughs> fair enough Okay, Dr. Henry, continue. <clears throat> All right, Second Corinthians thirteen five. Again, you know everyone knows the scripture, but examine yourselves. I have that underlined in bold. Hmm. I don't need to examine Joshua. Examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine. Hmm. Test yourself. Surely hmm. you know that Jesus is uh, in hmm. and among you. If not. Hmm. You have failed the test of genuine faith. Hmm. I love this. I love this version. Talk about stay in your lane. Wow. Yeah, because we are all unique. How hmm. can we compare ourselves to others? We never can. We can only compare ourselves to Jesus because he is the one who is revealing. Examine yourself hmm. to see if your faith is genuine. And this hmm. is part of self-awareness. That's why I'm, I'm bringing this in. Surely hmm. you know that Jesus is in you and among you. And if not, you've failed hmm. the test of genuine faith. Hmm. You see, we all have been born and we have come into this world, this life for a kingdom mission. Every single one of us. And the place and the people in your life are a result of your decisions. But your mission purpose does not change. Let me say that again so we can talk about it just a little bit. 
We all came into this world right now, this time, not by any kind of accident, not by any kind of coincidence. The moment that God thought of us in the eternity past was for this specific time. Now, we know that we can make decisions. We can make bad decisions. We've all made a few of those. And that changes the place and the people that are in our life, but it does not change the mission purpose that we've been called to. And this we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God and are called to his purpose. So even with the craziness, the bad things that we attract, and I was thinking about, I didn't know you were going to bring this up, but I was thinking about this morning um, when people marry people that they may find out later they shouldn't have never married. If they, <laughs> it happens. But that's why we, yeah. So if you have those two people that are willing to work it out, are willing to work it out, even that I married the wrong person can turn into I married the right person. If you're willing to put God in the center and work at having a fruitful and successful marriage, thus your life, thus your life. Sure, you can. You can. I can't and speak if, to that one. Yeah, but if if not, so, you know, that's where we have to face, you know, the ultimate reality. If someone is not willing to put themselves in agreement for that, then there's also no sense in forcing that to stay, you know, and I don't want to get into all the doctrinal stuff, but, you know, I know I've been there. When, when the two will not agree and they will not walk together, the strife and uh-oh. He's oh. frozen. <laughs> we need to get him a new internet provider. <laughs> and he always he, he always freezes in this pose. Notice yeah. the pose there. <laughs> At least he's not picking his nose. OMG. <laughs> oh my gosh. Come on, I man. I love it. Wow, this is the longest he's ever been frozen. I know, yeah. right? Okay, so what was he saying, Joshua? <laughs> the last thing he said is, if two cannot agree, then they cannot walk together, and then he froze. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm that's not, true. Yeah, I want to stay away from that subject, because I... I, I mean, well, I mean, it, it, one, it'll take us off a of course, but like, that's not an area I'm versed in. I mean, I made so many decisions, relationship decisions out of codependency and brokenness and like needing somebody to try to complete me, realizing that that ain't going to happen ever. Right, right. There's no right. woman, you know, there's no person on this earth that can complete me. I've got to right. go through my own healing journey, become complete with Christ, and then I can attract the right person that belongs to me, you know? And right. that that is, I think about this all the time with all of the, I mean, I married somebody I didn't know. Patrick, my man here is, was familiar with that situation. That was a, a wild story that was all broadcast, but like, <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't ready. Like even that, I got this vision. Like I didn't know about, you know, you wait on a vision. Like a vision is about the future, not tomorrow. <laughs> so, but <clears throat> I think about the work after that marriage that forced this mirror up to me of realizing I'm not the man that I want to be or that I need to be to be able to attract anything really good and solid and whole in my life. Because that simple expression, like attracts like, is 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 probably overused but it's so true in all areas of our life business partners love friendships opportunity like attracts like so be the man and the craziest thing is that the inspiration i got from that came from a guy that's probably 24 years old and i heard him say one time he wouldn't date he didn't get involved with anyone until his finances were on point, his, you know, his credit was good. He could buy a house. He could do all of these things. And so when he was the man that God created him to be, then he had something to offer. Then the people he was attracting in his life allowed him to make healthy choices, not broken ones.
And that had such a profound impact on me. It helped me stay single for a little over a year to do the work to heal. It was powerful. It is. I, I would like to take us back to love. I was looking at definitions of love and all the definitions that I have seen are always projected to someone else. It's projected outward and not inward. Mm-hmm. And, and I wonder whether we as a human race or we as a society have failed to learn how to love ourselves because every definition associated with the word love has always been towards something or someone else, not inward. On the other side of this is selfishness has always been projected to loving yourself too much. In some places, people would say, oh, you love yourself too much, you're selfish. So when we speak about self-awareness, and I I want to go into self-awareness and tie this together with what uh, Joshua was talking about. When we talk about self-awareness and preparing ourselves to be, as Andy Stanley says, Pastor Andy Stanley says, be the person, the person you're looking for is looking for. So when we become self-aware, then all these definitions that's associated with love, to hold dear, to cherish, to feel so much passion, devotion, and tenderness for ourselves, to like and to desire and to take pleasure in who you are, to thrive in who you are, I'm just changing the definitions because it's always projected to somebody else. So if I project it to myself and I say, turn it around and I say, instead of, instead of saying to feel a lover's passion, to feel my own passion for myself, the things I want to do, if I am an entrepreneur, to feel the love and passion for this thing that I want to do. As the Bible says, love the Lord your God with all your mind, with all your heart, with all your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. And to love myself so much that if there's anything in me that is not aligned to the value system and standards, that I am quickly able to change it and to take on new behaviors, just like when a guy is pursuing a a, a girl, you would shave, you would do all these things, you would change your wardrobe just so you can please her. And when you do the same for yourself and you become self-aware of who you are, then you begin to become that person and you begin to become whole you begin to become uh, uh, the person who you have been looking for, whether it's a business partner. You become that business partner who has their back office in check, who is always on top of their game and is really delivering and is doing well. Then you become the person, the person you're looking for, is looking for. That's not me. That's Andy Stanley. So if you're quoting it, you quote him. Uh, Samuel. Uh, Samuel. <clears throat> Welcome, Samuel. Welcome, Samuel. Miles Monroe taught a lot about a man fully loving himself and creating and conveying a vision and getting on that path first and only then entertain a partner that wants to help him get there. I... Yeah, that's when I first started learning about kingdom principles, it came from Dr. Miles Monroe. And that right there stuck out for me. Uh, Powerful question for me. Who is my neighbor? Christ, mic drop moment. (laughs) Well done, Patrick. That was a beautiful share, Caroline. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much. So, Dr. Henry, we got a couple minutes left. Okay, I don't know. My internet went completely out. There was none, and then it was, so... 
It's all good, man. We uh, we improvised <clears throat> and uh, had a nice discussion. <laughs> good. good. Um, where do you want me to come in at? Well, I got a. I have my own, not necessarily my own, but a compiled um, definition or what I think a simplified definition of self-awareness. Maybe we can end on that a little bit. Sounds good. And then we'll try to let Dr. Ruth come back in again with some of those thoughts that she was sharing, because I believe that that it'll all tie together, you know, now really well. First of all, self-awareness, and I mentioned it early, is not the same as self-consciousness. Um, self-consciousness is ego-based, which is only which only focuses inward. Self-awareness does not cause us to fixate on ourselves, but to better understand ourselves. And our uniquidad, uniqueness, I got it. Uh, <laughs> our uniqueness in the way that God created us. Sometimes the words are there faster in Spanish. Now, <clears throat> self-awareness is the ability to think about yourself and how and why you think that way. You see, there's always a reason why we think the way we think. Mm -hmm. And it's because of something that has happened or something that someone has told us or some lie that we believed, or some misconception because they saw us portraying something that we were. And next thing you know, we got labeled that. So we have to know why we think this way. Why are we responding to this kind of a person when we don't res respond that way to another kind of a person? It is the gift of self-knowledge. Self-awareness is the gift of self-knowledge. It, which becomes self-knowing. See, we're so preoccupied by knowing everyone, we don't know ourselves. Hmm. Wow. Wow. That's a good statement. Jinx, owe me a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, the kids oh. are going to play here. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, um, I can't help it. Self-awareness. It is having thoughts but not becoming them. Hmm. Wow. Self-awareness is the ability to disengage autopilot thinking <clears throat> and fly <throat> on your own life manually. Wow. Wow. Just because you think it does not mean you have to catch it. Mm. The statement, it's just how I am, is a lie. It is never Come true. Come on. Come on. Amen. Self-awareness is based on the idea that you are not your thoughts, your thoughts enter, but the entity observing your thoughts. We are the entity observing our thoughts. We are the thinker, separate and apart from our thoughts. We are the thinker. So again, as a man thinks, that's how he is and that's how he will be. Okay, those are my some of my final statements, time for discussion on any of those. I love what you said. Um, I was listening to uh, a lady teach on um, sales the other day, and she said you have to escape the ant mentality. In other words, always negative thinking. And how you, you when you spoke about self-awareness versus self-consciousness, self-consciousness in a negative connotation, you know, oh, I'm too this, I'm too that, so I can't do this, I can't do that. You think about sales, you know, I'm too shy, so I can't go and sell someone something, you know, and, and if just think if our Lord had thought that, well, you know, I, I was born as a carpenter, I can't go and, uh, I can't go and uh speak to these people of great, you know, the Sanhedrin, I can't go, yeah, I can't do this, I can't do that, or self-consciousness, uh, you know, oh, something's wrong with me, and the Bible tells us in Romans 12 and 3, it says, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but think of yourself with sober judgment according to the measure of faith God has given you. In other words, we are to be balanced in our thoughts. And, th and understanding and becoming aware of who you are, you have to, again, love yourself. What does that look like? That looks like if I'm tired and I can't help you today, even if I want to, I need to say no. 
I need to love myself enough to say no and go and get me some rest. Self-care. That's what we call it in the mental health field. And I, when I'm teaching pastors now, self-care. Teach the people how to pray for themselves so they won't call you at midnight saying, oh. my cat is stuck in a tree and can you pray for me? Uh, I taught you what to do. not far off. It's true. I taught you what to do. This is how this is how great leaders take the pressure off themselves. They teach others how to become great leaders. And that looks like I'm going to teach you what it means to love yourself because we come into a sinful world and we're taught hatred off the bat. That's the devil's job to teach us to hate ourselves because we were created in the image and likeness of God and the devil hates God. So he's going to teach God's people how to hate themselves. It's up to us as God feel mentors to teach them how to love themselves mm. to love themselves as Christ loved the church and gave himself what does that look like I love myself enough to stay true to the assignment that I've been given from God and I can't get detoured by your problem and how I don't get detoured by your problem is I'm pouring into you what you need to survive so you don't call me at midnight when your cat is stuck in a tree you go get your own cat out the tree you don't need my help <laughs> that's, that's really good that's good that's all god you take my breath away you and Caroline both jeez man Unbelievable. Oh, those Good ladies. Stuff. Ladies are hot today. <laughs> They're all are you kidding me? They're always on fire every time they come on here. Yeah. Yeah. Just give them their own show. Man, they don't I'm need glad, us. I'm, I'm glad I'm self-aware. <laughs> These guys will embarrass me right tough. off the line. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, you guys. Pastor Pastor, Doctor, Prophet, Ruth. I, I, I'm just thinking of all those prayer lines where there's thousands and thousands of people waiting for the pastor and the man of God to lay hands on them so they can be healed or so they can be delivered or whatever it is. Even get me started on that one. No, go ahead. <laughs> Oh, I got something no, no. for that one too. You definitely, please finish. I'm sorry. Oh God! Oh God! I was so. just making a comment. I wasn't going to go deeper into the theology of oh. that. Doctor Ruth already said that, but I was just thinking of how long sometimes our services go on and on and on because we are waiting for this one man of God, a woman of God to lay hands on us so we can be well so we can so we can buy that house uh, so uh, we can buy a car so we can uh, mm -hmm. our kids can do well in school and we stand in line and burden men and women of god who should be preaching the gospel to people who are lost on the streets they spend hours and hours in church waiting for them to lay hands on us my question is, why does the guy that's doing that think that he's the one that has to do that? Come on. I'm just saying. Self-consciousness, maybe, Dr. Henry? I'm just asking. You mean hmm. the one prayer can't cover 500? I got to pray. Come on. Come on. I'm sorry. I'm stirred up. <laughs> I wasn't the Holy Spirit. That. I've been thinking, I mean, reading from what Dr. Ruth just shared with us now and what the Bible says, think about it. <laughs> this requires thinking, not the thoughts, because thoughts don't change anything. This, is, this requires thinking. Absolutely. Wow. I was thinking yeah. loudly. You <laughs> <laughs> we were thinking out loud, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, welcome here. Hey, what was that last statement that just popped up? I'm in, about, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in love, love with my excuses that and limiting so beliefs. That is so funny. Oh, my God. Every every <laughs> time I complain, I make myself a victim. That is so true. Praise Patrick. Yeah. 
That's good stuff. Good. All people are born today capable kings, but raised with peasant thinking. Yes, Christ said yeah. we must renew our minds to know who we really are. Yes. yes. Right yes. Well done. Well done. It is good. It is good. Yes. Goodness, goodness. Oh yeah, Juliana, this is this is what this is. It's it's unbelievable. Like what what I take away from this every week. It's it's just this is what it is. It's incredible. And every week's different. Oh god. Yeah. And it's unrehearsed. none of it's planned. None of it's planned. Yeah. Unrehearsed. Yep. This is <laughs> this is true. True. Reality TV. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be a little more, you know, sophisticated about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, though? I, I said this before. This is the church. This is what the church yeah. is meant to be. There's no walls yeah. here. And Amen. we have people right. from all over the world here. And, you know, and this is, I think right this on. is something that would make, I think Jesus is very happy seeing this because, this is all real life, practical stuff. We're talking on a level that some of it's really, really deep, but I think even non-believers understand what we're saying right now. And to me, that's pretty special. And this that's what I love about out, this the most. This is my half of my outline on self-awareness. This is only half. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But you got to get in the course to get the rest. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Samuel, I love it when you're here, man. You're gonna have to join that. You're gonna have to join us uh, next Friday if you want to, man. Yes. Even Patrick, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, no scripts for me ever. Um, there's just I, I'm just really, really grateful for all this. I, our hours up, guys. Yeah. I mean, do you want to continue or do you want to shelve this for next week? What? No date, Joshua. What is going on? What do you mean, no date? This yeah, is this is today your Friday date. Where's oh, your girlfriend? Where's your lady? The kids are here. I locked them in the uh, oh, locked them in the closet. <laughs> hey, don't say that on. Don't... No, I'm just kidding. They can come out here anytime. <laughs> I'm actually surprised they didn't. That I'm, I'm shocked, actually. Um, you owe them a treat, Dad. Yeah, I do. They're, we have mar we have a marble bowl, so they're going to get marbles for this now. Okay. So, oh, really quick, Patrick. So Patrick asked about the Morgan camera shop. So all of you get to, I don't know if you hear this, but so a few years ago in Los Angeles, I got a, I was walking down Sunset Boulevard and like, look at this building. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then kept walking. And then all of a sudden I heard turn around and I turned around and I saw this building and it was the Morgan camera shop. And God gave me this very, very detailed vision for this building. And so people, a lot of people will check in just to go, you know, what's the deal with the Morgan camera shop? Because it's years have gone by now since all this happened. I've marched around it. I've done all of that with it. But Patrick, to answer your question, yes, that's it. Uh, 6262 wow. Sunset Boulevard, West Hollywood, California. Wow. Uh, and the riots, the most recent riots damaged the building more. Um, but by the grace of God, um, our nonprofit, the Live Mono Worldwide Foundation, has partnered with another foundation. And now we have all of these other foundations that are starting to work with us in a variety of ways. And uh, last week, we got connected with somebody in Los Angeles that what they do is with nonprofits is they go in and take those old buildings, refurbish them and put them to use on behalf of the community. And uh, we took a giant step forward to getting the Morgan camera shop. So another building. So we're Look getting, God is uh, very much alive in that vision. And uh, we will have that. We will have the youth program that Amen. teaches kids all things media Amen. to uh, get them out of the cycle of poverty, Amen. provide hope, give them a voice, a voice for the voiceless. Amen. And um, after we get that, after we get the Morgan camera shop, we will duplicate that building all over the world, Miami, London, Amen. Sydney, Australia, Tokyo, Amen. Japan, Mexico City, Miami, uh, San Diego, San Francisco, Dallas, Houston, yeah. South Africa, you got South Africa. Africa. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh God, I love it. You guys know Patrick. You know what's up. Um, you know it's listen. It's. I, I want to tell everybody out there that's watching, I always feel led to say this, but I mean, I'm feeling led to say it now. Wherever you're listening from and watching from, 
those dreams and visions that you get are not God mocking you. It's God showing you what's possible, what's available for you. All you have to do is be obedient and take those steps in faith and God will make it happen. Amen. 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 I'm done preaching. That was good. Well said. Uh, this meeting has been has been uh, uh, growing uh, in a, in a many ways. It's like a, a, like I saw a, a a flower has been opening hmm. more and more, showing the life, uh, the beauty of the Lord and the hmm. and the workmanship uh, uh, we are. Thank you, guys. Hmm. No, thank you, Pastor. Hmm. Thank you, everyone today. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, this has been Society of Kingdom Minds. We will be back next Friday at 12 p.m. Central Time. God bless you all. Thank you all for being here. If you enjoyed this broadcast, please share it. Um, we're yes. signing off on the Live Mono Worldwide Network. God bless, everyone. God bless. bless Thank you. you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Connect with Bye, me. Guys.